Warning, this episode contains content that may be disturbing to some viewers. Viewer discretion is advised. Disease. It's one thing nobody wants anything to do with, but chances are pretty good that you'll come into contact with some disease at some point in your life. However, whether or not you can survive it, that's the question. There are a lot of different variables at work, but one thing is for certain. It's rarely ever pretty. Jump scares take on an entirely new meaning in our first case. Exploding Head Syndrome. You're lying in bed just like any other night. You've closed your eyes and you've drifted off to sleep. It's going to be a good night. Just as you've finally fully relaxed and the real world begins to fade away, there's a loud gunshot. You spring awake, terrified that someone has invaded your home and intends to kill you. Though it sounds like it happened right inside your room, nothing is there. It was all in your head. Exploding Head Syndrome, a rare condition where a person experiences an auditory hallucination of an explosion or an otherwise loud noise. The episodes may come in a number of different varieties such as a gunshot, a bomb exploding, cymbals crashing, or even an earthquake tearing apart your house. Though the attacks can happen at any time during day or night, they are more likely to occur if you're falling asleep. Sufferers of exploding head syndrome are usually terrified of going to sleep at night, for good reason. This leads to a number of health issues and conditions such as insomnia. This anxiety over going to sleep, unfortunately, only increases the chances of an attack. Exploding head syndrome can show up at any point during your life and it can vanish just as quickly for unknown reasons. But sufferers of this condition aren't the only ones afraid to go to sleep, such as in our next case, nodding disease. Perhaps you found yourself sitting in math class in school and you're incredibly bored. Your eyes begin to drift shut as you slowly start to lose consciousness. You just can't follow the lesson, it's just not interesting to you. And you begin to fall asleep, your head dips forward, your eyes close, and all of a sudden, you snap back awake to wake yourself up so you don't get in trouble. Many people share this experience, but for those suffering from nodding disease, this experience is constant. First documented in Tanzania in the 1960s and now impacting Sudan and Uganda, nodding disease affects only children, typically between the ages of 5 and 15. Children struggle to stay awake, their heads often dipping as they drift off into unconsciousness. The children battling with this illness suffer from seizures which cause their heads to nod, aside from the simple struggle of trying to keep their heads upright. Nodding disease has only grown substantially since it was discovered in the 1960s. Thousands are affected and no one truly knows why. Families are often terrified as chances are very high that they will one day witness their own child nodding uncontrollably. Once the nodding begins, all growth is halted. The child will no longer seem to age. The brain will cease its development as well, leading to a number of crippling handicaps. Symptoms will often flare up when a child eats, which leads to children refusing to eat and becoming malnourished. 
Unfortunately, there is no known cause or cure for nodding disease, and people with it often die as children. A number of cases report that sufferers often fall unconscious at very bad times. Some children fall into cooking fires and burn alive, while others fall into water and drown. The disease is considered to be tremendously fatal and will kill without the need for an unfortunate accident. It's sad how disease can claim lives without any type of mercy, but not all diseases are designed to kill. That doesn't mean, however, that you won't wish you were dead, such as in our next case. Brainerd Diarrhea Diarrhea, probably one of the more unpleasant conditions that all people will face at multiple points throughout their lives. In Brainerd, Minnesota in 1983, 122 unlucky residents would find that this relatively common condition could take a very hellish turn for the worst. Explosive diarrhea. Due to its severe unpleasantness, it's the topic of a number of jokes, but nothing is funny about experiencing it 10 to 20 times a day. Sufferers of this condition, for an unknown reason, are suddenly hurled into a lifestyle that revolves entirely around the need to use the bathroom. Unfortunately, it's not always that simple, as Brainerd's diarrhea will cause episodes so suddenly that unless you live on your toilet, you will end up going in your pants. The outbreak in 1983 baffled experts who have no explanation as to how it occurred, and since then there have been 10 more outbreaks, nine of which have occurred in the United States. Fortunately, Brainerd diarrhea isn't contagious, and boiling water during an outbreak is always suggested. Those unfortunate enough to contract whatever it might be that causes this condition will suffer, as you may be able to tell. 10 to 20 episodes of violent and uncontrollable explosive diarrhea a day, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. Fortunately enough, the condition does resolve itself. Yes, in time, you will be just fine. You can get your life back on track. You can reconnect with friends that you might have lost. Oh yes, I forgot to mention one thing. Brainerd diarrhea can last persistently in full force for years, essentially imprisoning you to your bathroom for what would seem like an eternity. To be confined indoors, never able to step foot into daylight comfortably, uh, must be a terrible feeling. But I'm not just talking about our last case, but our next case. Vampire disease. Vampires infinitely sexy and devilishly seductive. Well, perhaps that's what they're considered now, but there was once a time where vampires were horrific creatures that were meant to be feared. This was the curse of porphyria, a condition that causes the gums to recede, to leave teeth appearing as fangs. Direct contact with sunlight will cause the flesh to blister and burn. Though scientists suggest that porphyria may be the result of a DNA mutation, some cases of horrific transformations are triggered by alcohol, drugs, infections, or even hormones such as estrogen. It's actually the result of improperly produced heme, which is an important component in hemoglobin, a protein in the blood which carries oxygen. To further solidify the vampire stereotype, a helpful treatment for porphyria is to be injected with healthy heme, which is present in healthy blood. Another possible way of getting healthy heme is by ingesting healthy blood by drinking it. 
Because of these factors, it's believed that Porphyria played a powerful role in substantiating vampire folklore. As before medical studies had advanced to what they are now, belief in such beings was much more common, and conditions such as Porphyria were written off as an encounter with a monster. Though sufferers may look threatening and violent, they aren't. But that can't be said for our next case. Sleepy Sickness Feeling a bit under the weather, sore throat, headache, fever? Ah yes, the flu again. You're going to be sent to bed and you'll be feeling better in a week or two. Or perhaps you don't have the flu at all and you'll never feel better again. The sleepy sickness, otherwise known as encephalitis lethargica, is an illness that affected the world in epidemic proportions between 1915 and 1926, with no apparent cause. Symptoms presented themselves as general unease, but eventually developed double vision and an odd state of sleep. One third of sufferers in this phase died from respiratory failure. Others who might have survived faced a fate much worse than death. Those who recovered didn't actually recover at all. That's because encephalitis lethargica is a multi-stage disorder. After rousing from their sleep state, sufferers wouldn't be the same person. They wouldn't have a care for life, they couldn't concentrate, but this was only the eye of the storm. The worst was yet to come. As the disease progressed, the brain continued to change violently. Some victims would begin to show sinister characteristics, destructiveness, lying, self-mutilation, and hurting others who cross them were typical signs. Still, however, not the worst. Some victims turned to become immensely abusive, raping others regardless of gender, and murdering. One case even went so mad that they ripped their own eyes out of their head. Fortunately, sleepy sickness hasn't had any epidemic-level resurgence. However, isolated cases do still exist. It just goes to show you that no matter what you do or how you might live your life, when it comes to diseases, you can only ever reduce your risk, not eliminate it. And sometimes, you can't even do that. Nothing proves size doesn't matter quite as well as a parasite. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week, bringing you all the hauntings from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons. Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted. The name Screwworm alone can send a shiver down your spine. Screwworms are a species of parasitic worms that are native to Central and South America. The life cycle of the screw fly begins when a female screw worm lays her eggs inside exposed flesh of warm-blooded hosts. Cattle, stray animals, and humans are the primary targets of screwworm parasites. No matter how big or small the wound may be, the female will lay between 250 and 500 eggs. It only takes one half to one full day before the eggs hatch into maggots. 
Immediately, screwworm larvae begin burrowing and eating away at healthy flesh, causing excruciating pain to its host. The average life cycle of a screwworm fly lasts approximately 21 days. If left untreated, the animal or human will suffer from severe tissue damage or even death. Eradication of the parasite has been initiated throughout the majority of Central America. However, cases of stray animals carrying the parasite have been reported. Having your behaviors controlled is a very eerie concept to say the least. Glyptopantales is a genus of endoparasitoid wasp that lives across Central and North America. The wasp begins its cycle by targeting caterpillars. Finding a suitable host, the wasp will sting and inject up to 80 eggs inside of the caterpillar. Once hatching, the larvae consume the majority of bodily fluids, eating away at the inside of the host until they are mature enough to pierce through the caterpillar's body. During their release from the body cavity, the wasp larvae release a chemical that causes temporary paralysis. Vulnerable in their weak state, the larvae are able to manipulate the caterpillar into wrapping them in a protective silk. Though badly damaged and starving, the caterpillar acts as a personal bodyguard, lying beside the covered larvae until it eventually starves to death. The wasp larvae will continue this until they mature into adult wasps. This one is known to many as the tongue-eating louse. Tongue-eating louse are parasitic crustaceans found in widespread locations throughout the warm Pacific coast of California down to Ecuador. Falling victim to a tongue-eating louse is no fun for fish as the parasite claws into the gills of the fish, makes its way into the mouth, and ultimately attaches itself to the tongue stub. Controlling the host's mouth, the parasitic louse feeds on blood and mucus until the fish dies. It is still unknown as to what happens once the parasite detaches itself entirely from the fish. This parasite lives to control the mouth of any fish it can find its way into. Clean water is something many people take for granted. The guinea worm is common throughout countries that lack access to clean water within Asia and Africa. The main way of catching the parasitic worm is through the consumption of infected water that carries water fleas. If the water fleas are infected and ingested, the human or animal are at a high risk for infection, but do not show noticeable signs until a year later once the parasite is fully matured into an adult. Protruding into a blister, adult worms can grow to be two to three feet in length and will cause a severe burning sensation when exiting the host's body. Eradication of the guinea worm has commenced as many of the affected countries now use filter pipes to reduce contact with infected water fleas. In 1986, 3.5 million cases of people carrying guinea worms were reported. That number has now decreased to 126 cases in 2014. A fungus that can control the mind. Cordyceps are a group of parasitic fungi containing multiple species that target various insects. It is widespread throughout humid and tropical parts of China, Thailand, Nepal, and Japan. The most common insects falling victim to cordyceps are ants. Once walking through fungal spores, the ant is infected as the fungus makes its way into the host's body, ultimately hijacking the insect's central nervous system. Once attacking the ant, the insect's brain is completely taken over by the fungus, causing it to behave in abnormal ways, such as moving away from its colony and attaching itself to a plant where it will starve to death as the fungus takes over its entire body. Once the peak of the fungus protrudes out of the ant's head, the spores are able to spread throughout its surroundings, where it can eventually take over and control the 
the body of another host. Surprisingly enough, cordyceps are a supplement that can be taken by humans and are claimed to increase a person's stamina. Flies are often seen as an annoyance, but bot flies take that to a whole new level. Native to Central and South America, female bot flies attach their eggs to mosquitoes. Once feeding on humans or warm-blooded animals, the hatched eggs fall off the mosquitoes, landing into the hair follicles, and eventually burrowing into the layers of skin for up to eight weeks. Though the infestation is not deemed fatal, severe infection has been reported by many. Removal is often reported as a painful experience since each larva contains sharp spines. Animals also risk ingesting eggs, causing an internal infestation inside of the intestines. Surgery or the use of tweezers are the best solution for removing the maggots. Besides humans, animals such as cats, dogs, cattle, and horses are also common hosts for the bot fly. Imagine a single worm changing your entire body. Filariasis is a parasite that is spread by black flies and mosquitoes throughout the subtropics of Asia, Africa, South America, and the Caribbean. Once bitten by an infected mosquito, the parasite enters the host's blood, producing millions of microscopic worms in the bloodstream. Many cases of victims who carry the parasite suffer damage to the lymph system, resulting in elephantiasis, a buildup of fluids surrounding the legs, arms, and genitalia. You can close your eyes if you'd like, but it won't help. Found in Africa and India, Loa Loa is a roundworm parasite that develops inside deer and mango flies. It may take multiple bites before a human is infected. This parasite lurks internally throughout the body, causing swelling wherever the worm is situated. Female worms can grow from 40 to 70 millimeters, while males reach shorter lengths from 30 to 34 millimeters. Once fully developed, it is common to find the worm hiding underneath the surface of skin or eyes. They can be removed surgically, however, the process of removing the parasite from eyes is reported to be a tremendously painful and traumatizing experience. Not all parasites need to change your mind, some just need to destroy it. Located in southern U.S. states, Nagleria fowleri is a brain-eating amoeba that lives within lakes, puddles, and unkempt swimming pools or spas. The amoeba enters human hosts through the nose and mouth when swimming in infested waters. Attracted to the chemicals in the central nervous system, the amoeba slowly feeds and dissolves the brain, causing fever, vomiting, seizures, and comas to occur within days. Though it is rare to catch, death occurs three to seven days after symptoms appear. Only a handful of patients have ever survived the infestation once diagnosed. In just about any situation, it's always good to watch your step. The Tunga Penetrans, also known as Jiggers, is a parasitic anthropod that inhabits Central and South America. Living in soil, the parasitic flea burrows into skin, particularly on the feet of warm-blooded hosts such as humans and dogs. In a matter of two weeks, female fleas continuously burrow through the skin and swell until releasing hundreds to over a thousand eggs inside the host. If left untreated, the parasites will feed on the host's blood, causing secondary infections that can spiral into repulsive conditions such as deformation and loss of toes and fingernails. The jiggers must be 
completely removed, and proper hygienic care of the exposed wounds must be a priority in order to exterminate the parasites. Despite this, adult jiggers can jump almost eight inches high, reaching other areas of the body besides the bottom of the feet, making any part of the body vulnerable. Cancer. No one wants it, but just about anyone would like to know if they have it or not. But sometimes finding that information out is a bit stranger than a typical appointment at your doctor. Mothers say that giving birth is one of the more painful, however rewarding, experiences in one's life. Unfortunately, pregnancies don't always go as planned. In 2009, in the town of Warrington, England, Kaylee Terry was celebrating her 19th birthday with a barbecue, but in spite of the festivities, she was suffering. For months, she had been experiencing sharp abdominal pains, exhaustion, and even though her appetite had dwindled, she'd gained weight. Kaylee thought the extra pounds looked suspiciously like a baby bump, but her home pregnancy test came back negative. Perplexed, she consulted doctors who immediately performed an ultrasound and found something equally shocking yet devastating. Kaylee had a melon-sized tumor stretching from her lower abdomen to her chest, a result of Ewing sarcoma, a rare form of cancer that had grown in her soft tissue and crowded her internal organs, causing her mysterious stomach pains. Doctors grimly told the teenager she needed to begin chemotherapy within 24 hours or her condition would only worsen. But the real blow came when Kaylee learned the treatment would more than likely result in her infertility. She'd been expecting a child and suddenly was faced with the hard realization she might never have one of her own. As her chemo commenced, she lost her eyelashes and hair, but her determination to endure and live on remained strong throughout her time in the hospital. After six months, the tumor shrank and was surgically removed, and two years later, in 2012, doctors declared her cancer-free. Then in 2014, she proved she was capable of more than just beating cancer when, against all odds, she had her first child with her fiancé, a son named Dante, starting the family she feared she would never have. Sharks are one of the last creatures that you want to encounter in the ocean. However, there could be something much deadlier lurking inside your very body. In July 2015, Fitchburg, Massachusetts native Eugene Finney, his girlfriend, and two children were enjoying their vacation on California's Huntington Beach, relaxing and taking in the ocean view. Eugene was swimming with his daughter out in the ocean when he ducked underwater to avoid an oncoming wave and was suddenly bit in the back by a shark. Confused and in crippling pain, Eugene still managed to swim himself and his daughter back to shore, but when they reached land, she immediately noticed her father's back covered in blood. The shark left him with painful bruises and a 12-inch gash running along his spine, but Eugene didn't think it warranted a visit to the hospital. But once he had returned home and the pain started getting worse and he began to have trouble breathing, he finally decided to seek help. 
Doctors at St. Elizabeth's Medical Center traced Eugene's pain to his internal bruising and the inflammation around his heart caused by blunt force trauma. But the most pressing concern was an unexpected image on the x-ray, a walnut-sized cancerous tumor on Eugene's right kidney. The news was a shock to Eugene's family, but because they'd caught the cancer early, surgeons were able to remove the entire tumor in a minimally invasive robotic surgery. After the operation, Eugene was completely cancer-free and needed no further chemo or radiation treatment. And while he credited his family and friends with his recovery, Eugene says if it hadn't been for that shark, he would have never discovered the tumor and might not have lived to see another decade. Sometimes the most dangerous threat to our well-being lies in plain sight. 31-year-old Sam Davies from West Lancashire, England, was used to people staring at her. As a child, she was bullied and nicknamed the Unicorn for a large bump on her forehead, a blemish she thought was a harmless birthmark. Despite the hurtful taunts of her classmates in her youth, Sam never let it hold her back as she entered adulthood. She became a teaching assistant, married, and gave birth to four daughters. But during each of her pregnancies, the bump on her forehead would itch and turn red. Still, Sam never saw the birthmark as a threat. That was until she was pregnant with her fifth child, a boy. As she expected, her birthmark was agitated in red, but this time it was much more than just a minor irritation. The bump pulsed painfully, and as the pregnancy went on and her stomach grew, so did her birthmark, until it eventually burst, splitting her forehead open. Sam, bleeding profusely and panicking, was rushed to the hospital, where surgeons, fearing for both her and the safety of her unborn child, hastily stitched her up. Doctors speculated that the added testosterone in her body from carrying a boy might have caused the rupture, and they monitored the rest of her pregnancy until she gave birth to a healthy son in March of 2013. However, the worst of her pain wasn't over yet. Doctors discovered that Sam's birthmark was actually the tip of one of three tumors in her forehead, one of which contained cancerous cells. She endured four surgeries before finally having all the tumors removed in an operation that left her skull exposed, but finally free from the pain. She is still waiting for reconstructive surgery, but says in the meantime she won't be having any more kids, just in case the monster wakes up again. Thanks to all of you for your support. The Seriously Strange podcast is made possible due in part to contributions made by our listeners like you. So if you would like to keep the Seriously Strange podcast online and accessible, please consider pressing the link that says support the show in the description of any podcast episode. You can then choose your preferred way to donate and send a contribution our way because we can't do this without our listeners' support. If you decide to contribute, it's tremendously appreciated, and we thank you so much. We read every single message included with each contribution, so feel free to include your comments or even make a request for a future topic. Thanks for listening. We've got a lot more in store for you. Take care and enjoy your next episode.